0: The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing, as we know, it. off the charts violence in New York City. Eleven people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the
1: police officers. Officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. What's up, Kitty up. Welcome to Last Call. This is the Failure to Stop podcast channel, the number one show where police meet society and culture. My name is Eric Tanzi and today I've got 10, 8 memes with me. Go to Stop does four shows a week. We do police related news every Monday off the cuff with Mike the cop and he big daddy. Tuesday night is night shift. True crime with the audacious and beautiful Andrea Uplate. Thursday last call of the day with myself bringing you all the other news everything that you need to know so that you don't sound like an asshole at the weekend barbecue giving you something else to talk about other than dead babies and domestic violence uh basically this is the show that saves your third marriage and then friday is our case breakdown we are ready to launch fair to stop 2.0 in the new year everything's gonna be better new equipment better internet better cameras a new show on the channel Uh, Lots of big changes, rebranding a little bit with some new graphics, all sorts of things, and just a new structure overall to the show. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by MOSeek.com. If you're a Second Amendment lover, if you're a gun owner, if you got a gat for Christmas, you got a little yeet pistol, a little yeet rifle, a little pew-pew, whatever you want to call it. For the holidays you're going to need ammo to go with it baby and at ammoseek.com you can find all of the ammo at the price you want to spend for it more on that later but use the little promo code wolfpack and you can subscribe for free to seek, giving you updates on all the ammunition uh, magazines loaders uh, holsters there's all sorts of stuff on ammoseek.com but uh, we're really thankful to be partnered up with them through the holiday season And GhostBed.com, beds made in the good old USA, USA, with all the mental health crap that's going on in in first responderhood. Uh, We just talked about the uh, tragic case out of Louisville where a person who worked for the police department, was not an officer, uh, killed his family and then killed himself. Uh, Just so much talk about mental illness these days. A big help, something to get you in the right direction is getting a good night's rest. And we love GhostBed. They've been a loyal sponsor since day one. Right now, they've got some crazy deals. Their bed's got that cooling technology. they got those adjustable bases. Everybody we know, everybody we know is on a ghost bed. All the who's who's in the industry are on ghost beds. Ross Patterson from Drinking Bros. Mike, the cop. Dan, the cop. Uh, Overpaid, I mean, uh, underpaid producer. Every one of my neighbors, all of us. We're all on ghost beds. So go over to ghostbed.com forward slash wolfpack. But today... I've got a special treat for you. I've got 108 memes. He's mysterious. He's elusive. We don't know his real name, but I'm here with 108 memes. Are you in here, baby? I am here. What's going on, man? Oh, How are you? Unfortunately, you guys can't see him because that's part of the allure to 10 memes. You don't get to know who this guy is.
0: That's right. What you is just kind
1: of get that, you just got that like cartoon. You just have a cartoon. You have I, listen, I love your memes. You're a super fast growing Instagram channel. How do you not get canceled with some of the shit that you post? (laughs)
0: You know, I don't know, man. It's gotten, I've gotten close. There's been, I mean, I can't do half the things on Instagram. A lot of the creators can. Uh, I've gotten different privileges taken away, but luckily I, I, I guess I back off just enough and then I push back and
1: then, you know, that seems to be the, the trend that I've been doing. You know what? That is a technique that I've actually trained other people on how to do. When I was a, when I was in the military, when I was a police officer, people always ask, Eric, how do you get to have the longest hair out of everyone? Matter of fact, when I showed up to language school, um, when I was going through the John F. Kennedy Special Warfare course, I could chew on my hair. And people were like, dude, that's like unreasonable. How do you how are you allowed to get away with that? Like we're all told to get haircuts before we showed up here. And I said, here's how you do it, guys. Here's how you do it. You let your hair, you get a really good military haircut. And then you let it grow out until a low-level supervisor says, "Yo, you should probably get a haircut." And then you do, and you just cut it a little bit. And then it grows a little bit longer than it was, and that same supervisor or another low-level supervisor says, "Yo, you should get a haircut." And then you cut it back to where it was the first time. So then it grows even longer, then you get a slap on the wrist, you cut it back to where it was last time. Before you know it, people are telling you to get a haircut when it's below your lips. And now you're cutting it to where you can actually chew on your hair. And so you just, you kind of back off, like you said, and then just, you know what I mean? You dabble. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, Before you know I it, also, you I, hair, nobody
1: cares. yeah, even,
0: even when I was working on the road and even now I, I said it yesterday when I was at work, I was like, you know, listen, sometimes it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. And that's kind of how I operate
1: a lot of the things I do, especially on the internet. Well, I love your podcast. Uh, It's lots of funny stuff. uh, Lots of me. now, are you just naturally a funny guy? Like at work? I don't know where you work. I don't even know if you're a fucking cop or not. I don't know (laughs) what. I mean, obviously you work in the industry somehow. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but are you funny at work? Do your coworkers think you're a funny guy? Yeah. Or do they even know what you do? I've always had
0: just, I mean, growing up, I've always had this dry sense of humor uh, and just sarcasm just naturally. And at work same thing like i mean it, it varies because i'll be you know dry and sarcastic and also whip out, you know a good dad joke here and there and some you know i get i get the eye rolls sometimes but i try to be i try to be um humorous and you know we we work in a in a heavy enough profession so i i was a cop for six and a half years um had some personal stuff ptsd stuff happened that i moved away from the road now i'm in dispatch been doing that for a little
1: over a year now, but so while I was working on Wait, road, that doesn't make any sense at all. If you've got PTSD and you're a little fucked up, doesn't dispatch just make you
0: more fucked so up? So it's weird. It, 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 yeah. Um, so my, my whole thing, what was, uh, what kind of triggered my thing? I had, uh, I had a buddy d- get uh, killed in line of duty and then I had another buddy take him his life, uh, right after that. And, uh, um, yeah. I was, I was at the point and I was just starting a new agency. I was in training and I was like, you know what? I don't, I'm not about it. So the agency obviously spent all the money to get me there. Yeah. So, um, they kind of reinvested and they put me in dispatch and I, I wasn't sure how that was going to be. It actually took me a long time to get used to it. Um, there are times when, when we get a call, um, and I'm, it, it's very rare, but there is calls where I'm just like, man, I I feel so helpless. I'm used to running to these calls and now I'm not. Um, but for the most part, I'm um, I'm OK in dispatch. I have no issues with it. Yeah. I don't take anything home, which is great. Like at work as a cop, you, know, you take a lot of shit home. You take your, oh, yeah. um, you know, did I file this report right? Did I do all this right? Whatever. Plus, whatever you just saw that night, I got none of that. When I clock out at the end of the shift, I got
1: nothing which is the reason why I invented the last call show was because like, that's what I don't want cops to do. That's what I don't want first responders to do is you got to understand that like we're one of the very few professions. I'd argue that that teachers like to do this as well. Maybe some therapists, like if you watch the movie Sixth Sense, obviously some therapists take, but like it's one of the very few professions where you take your work home, but you don't get paid to take your work home. You know what I'm saying? So as your cop, you you, you take your shit home with you. And the shit being like not just your equipment, but you've got to clean your weapon when you're at home. You've Mm got to scrub down your duty belt and shine your brass. You've got to shine your shoes. Now, these are things that you have to do before you get to work, but you don't get paid to do them. You have to have a haircut. You have to have a clean pressed uniform where you have to pull out the iron and the steamer, or you got to go pay the money to do it. You're not getting reimbursed for that kind of stuff right yeah my my agency
0: we we had the the dry cleaning thing built into our our contract and everything but you're absolutely right and not only that and something that i've always kind of touched on a lot is like i went uh, probably the first half of my career not living where i worked but then i eventually moved there just for convenience and um when you when you clock out when you when you go home uh, then you have to go to the grocery store. You're going to drive by that same place where you had that fatal crash, where there was a shooting, where there was something that was, you know, and just I mean, it's kind of funny when I drive by and go, hey, I saw someone get murdered right there or something like that. Like, you have that conversation, but that sticks with you. And that's not something that a lot of other professions can even relate
1: to. Yeah, it. it- you know i do the same thing every time i drive into raleigh i'm like oh there's a fucking dude right there with a with his head half blown off one time Mm or uh hey you know i saw some fucked up shit there you know and i always find myself doing that which is not what you want to do when you're with your civilian friends because they they don't think that's cool really they just kind of like yeah dude that's uh go get help brother you go get help." (laughs) and and so like you know that's why i think it's important that cops have a means of letting this shit go talking about something else on the weekend barbecue other than the dead babies and the domestic mm-hmm. violence, which I say it all the time. And I love that you found your way, I guess, in memes, which, you know, kudos to you. Some people can draw and they are great drawers. Some people can edit videos and things like that, like a uh, underpaid producer. And he does great at that. I don't really have a lot of skills, but you have a skill where you can visually see something and then write a joke about it. Mm-hmm. When did you find out that you had that talent? so i mean i remember growing up
0: and before memes were even a thing right and just me and my buddies would always quote movies together or tv shows or things like that or stand-up comedians and so i always just had this affinity for some kind of pop culture and then when i was in the police academy there was a guy that i was buddies with and he would make memes about what was happening in the academy and he would send it to all of us in the group chat and i thought it was funny and i was like i want to do that so i found out what app he used and i just went and it started with just making fun of stuff that was happening in the academy and then when i got graduated the academy went to field training i started doing that and then as i progressed i started doing more generalized memes and sending them out and i had made one meme specifically and i sent it to the to the work group chat and I don't know, the next day I'm on Facebook and I see that meme being posted by a massive page. I said, what just happened here? And it had thousands of likes. And I was like, holy cow. What? And it wasn't like I posted it anywhere. It was just in the group chat. And I was like, all right, I guess, I guess this is actually pretty funny to other people besides me.
1: You know, in a time where police officers are so fucking thirsty for clout and look at me and look what I'm doing at the job. And they want to have these Instagram followings and these massive followings, which no listen i i didn't come out and seek that okay it was it was thrust upon me a podcast network came to me i never podcasted and so but it was funny because i spent a lot of time making fun of cops on TikTok, cops on instagram i never wanted to be a face or a voice anything i just wanted to do the fucking job and i hated those who were the opposite of me Mm -hmm. until i you know until i got out of law enforcement and then i was i was given an opportunity to actually make money doing it uh i thought it was very very crazy but you are different because you're not the face of anything you're mm-hmm. making pure raw entertainment thousands of likes tens of thousands of followers and you're not doing it for clout you're doing it just to make people laugh and smile now like wh- what do you get out of it? what kind of sadistic shit are you getting on the other end like is it a huge you boost to you is you are you getting this adrenaline rush whenever you see these these posts take off is that what i mean i'm sure there's it?
0: I'm sure there's something that, you know, me and my therapist got to go through regarding the instant <laughs> gratification of, of seeing a meme do well. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure there is something like that, but when I started the page after I saw the, the, the one go viral and I was like, all right, I need some credit for this. Cause I messaged the person and they were like, yeah, that's cool. But I had, I had no way of even saying it was mine, you know? So when I started posting it, it was just cool seeing other cops that I didn't know around the country relate to the same stuff and there was some kind of camaraderie that was being built and I thought that was cool. And as I was going on as the page started growing and and you know spreading um I realized that I had some, some kind of like way of, of reaching people and I used to do this thing every every once in a while maybe once once a month um, I would do like a, what I call a code for check where I would just like post on my story say, Hey, is everyone doing good? And I would check on people and mm. th- they would respond. And I have one guy from Arkansas and it was right around this time in, in 2019. And he messaged me and he goes, Hey, uh, just letting you know, uh, my buddy just got murdered in our police station, uh, oh. like last week and you know, I'm not doing that great, but your memes are at <laughs> least putting smiles to my face and shit. And that moment was like, all right, this is a whole lot bigger than I ever anticipate it and i just kind of rolled with that and so you know we you you even talked about like mental health with law enforcement stuff and if just creating these pictures start like a conversation of just like oh man i dealt with that too cool and that's common ground and we can talk and it kind of
1: blooms from there it's funny because like every one of your memes can speak to a different officer and here's what's funny though is that your memes can talk to officers that are going through different things at different times. So although one meme might not be funny to one cop, there's definitely a cop that relates to it. And it's almost like you're going through every cop's phases and careers. For example, you had a meme the other day of uh, it was a it was a home alone mm-hmm. and and the crook was looking through the window while Macaulay Culkin is just trying to decorate the tree and it says, IA spying on me while I'm trying to have some fun or, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. That's totally relatable to me because I always felt like uh, IA internal affairs stereotypically is a bunch of voyeuristic cucks, like a <laughs> right, bunch right. of watchers, right? Like they just, you know, when they, they, they enjoy the thrill of going through hours of body camera footage audits just to find that one little thing that you fucked up. And so I thought that was hilarious. I thought it was super funny, although it may not be funny to somebody else, you know? Right. Um, right. And, and that's, that- I'm yeah. And, and, you know, I've, A
0: lot of what I post, I've experienced one way or another, or I just kind of pick some kind of common ground. I mean, there's 10 million meme pages out there now, but um, I try to pick some common ground or something I've experienced. And a lot of times, like my agency now, um, the upper echelon doesn't know what I do, but my my close circle does and they're like, oh, you better be careful making this admin meme. I was like, it's not about our current admin, so we're good. Like I was like, if they want me to break down where this came from, I'll be more than happy to. But um, you know, so they know it's you?
1: They know it's you?
0: Um a few people that I work with closely know. But my my current admin, I don't think they do. I put it on my application that I would be willing to talk about social media, but they didn't they didn't bite on it. Um and my old agency got to the point where it was common knowledge of who I was and what I was doing. And to the point where, when I was leaving, the chief was like, Oh, I'll be on your podcast. I'm like, huh? No, thank you. But, no, uh, I'll respectfully live no. you
1: fuck. Um, <laughs> I got to go on your podcast one time. Let me, I, I'll tell you this. I went on your podcast. I don't really remember much of it. Uh, I'll remember that. Like I was super, uh, I was super nervous because you guys were like, I was going on there with like a whole forum of you guys, right? Mm-hmm. There was like four mm-hmm. or five of you. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: every, every once in a while. So my podcast, generally speaking, is just kind of either general interest or I focus on mental health. Um, But every once in a while, I like to break the ice and I do a drunk cops episode. And you were
1: part of the drunk cop. Brigade, but I um, wasn't as drunk as everybody else. And then I was like, and there was a lot of inside jokes that I didn't get. And I felt for the first time in any podcast I've ever been on that I felt like I was behind the curb. I was like, dude, I'm fucking this whole podcast up. Like I'm the guy that's not funny. I'm the funny guy. Typically not tonight. I'm not the funny guy. And everybody, I felt like it was my worst performance on a podcast. I got off of your show and I went home. My wife was like, how did it go? And I was like, I fucking blew it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Those guys probably think I'm a douche. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, I, well, that,
0: that night was terrible because, uh, I had technical difficulties the thing didn't save and things like that, but you're right. And, you know, I've noticed that cause I like the thing I like about drunk cops is bringing people in from all over the country and different, you know, walks of life in the profession and some not even in the profession, but you're right. There is kind of that. It does kind of get a little, uh, closed circle. So it, it, it you know, and I realized that from that episode it's like, oh man, like, you know, we should have like
1: chatted a lot more before we press record <laughs> no, on this. It. It's fine. I just like I just was not like I just I couldn't turn it on. I couldn't turn on my funny bone, and it was like I, I made a couple of jokes, but like everybody else's jokes were so much funnier than mine that like I actually like no, no, normally like, when I do stand up comedy I could care less about anybody else's jokes. I don't even listen to their shit because I know that my jokes are gonna rage. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know two things when I do stand up comedy: either I'm going to flop miserably because it's shit that I think is funny, and these this crowd is gonna think I'm really fucked up. Or I'm going to have like five or six dudes in the audience that really get this dark, disgusting humor. Um, and they're going to laugh really hard. So I don't really care. But for whatever reason on that show, I was like, dude, everybody's funnier than me. And I'm like, <laughs> my jokes are just falling flat. And this is like my crowd. Like, these are my people. Uh-huh. And I'm not making them laugh tonight. Uh, what's wrong with me? And it just kept getting worse for me. And worse for me. But <laughs> yeah, uh, it I, was a I'm fun cr- podcast. I went back and listened to other episodes. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I do. It's It's super good.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. It's, um, you know, we just did, uh, I think last weekend we recorded the drunk cops. I'm doing one, like I said, I don't like doing them often, but uh, I did one for New Year's Eve. It's going to come out right before. And it was, that was a good time. That was like three hours of just rip roaring. But that's, like I said, those are special episodes. I really like focusing this, this season. I'm in my third season of doing it. Um, I'm focusing more on mental health and resiliency and personal growth. So that way, um, like I said, when my buddy killed, killed himself, it really changed my perspective on a lot of things. And so I've been focused on kind of normalizing that conversation and kind of helping cops along the way. Um, so that's that, but I've also had shows with just pure humor or, you know, just whatever. And I, I, I've always, I went to school originally for communications and film. And um, when I left, because I couldn't afford it anymore, I needed that kind of creative outlet and finding um, podcasting was uh, something special to me. It was like, oh, man, I'm back in college. I'm creating something. It's great. And um, it's it's kind of turned into even like a diary for me. Like I get on and I just start talking my opinions on things and whether people listen or not is cool, but there's many benefits to it.
1: Well, we have a com center show coming out in the new year. And uh, I know those guys are going to love to have you on just because you say you work in a com center now. Um, and, and so like, I, you, I'm going to link you up with those guys because I think that you guys can talk dispatch talk all night long. Mm-hmm. But being that this is the show that we talk something else other than the job, I've got an absolute memeable story to present to you today. It's fresh in the news. I will be expecting lots of memes from this, at least two. Okay, okay. I want to see two memes. If I don't see those two memes, you'll be dead to me, For which doesn't really mean much for you. Nothing really changes. It's not like we <laughs> had a relationship before this, but just know there won't be a relationship going forward. Before okay. I dive into this story, though, I got to get through some sponsors. If you're anything like me and you're sick and tired of searching for ammo, and when you find it, the prices are jacked up through the roof, you don't want to buy it. That's why I'm proud to partnership with ammo Seek. ammo Seek is an incredible, helpful comparison shopping search engine for in-stock ammo guns, mags, and reloading supplies. They update the results in near real time. So if you see it on AmoSeek, it's available at that price. Search by caliber cost per round, grain weight, manufacturer you name it. AmoSeek is totally free to use and you can even save past searches and set price alerts. So you're notified when your favorite, Product, uh, when your favorite product at your desired price shows up. If you're looking for great deals on in stock ammo for over 260 online retailers that will ship right to your door, you can do it all at amoseek.com. Find ammo, firearms, reloading components at the best prices on the web at amoseek.com. And do me a favor when you register for your free account, tell them the wolf pack sent you. That's AmmoSeek.com Amoseek.com. Promo code. Wolfpack, uh, which gives you like a little free subscription to there. So when uh, when you go to Ammo Seek, make sure you let them know that, uh, that, that Wolfpack sent you. And as well as everybody knows, Ghostbed is coming out with the most ridiculous sales of the century. Some shit's 50% off. So much I can't even go through it. But if you want a good night's sleep, if you want to save yourself, save that mental health, Save that third marriage. Get a ghost bed, baby. Listen, if you get your significant other a ghost bed for Christmas, it is a gift for both of you. You will fuck better. You will sleep better. You will make porn videos like this next article I'm going to read you better. Everything about your life will be better. Your mental health will get better. Your children will respect you more. So it's a gift that really helps out everybody around you. Get the gift that literally keeps on giving. It's not AIDS. It's GhostBed. <laughs> GhostBed.com forward slash wolfpack. All right, let's jump into this. Phoenix, cop, accused. No, listen. I know it's last call. I know we don't talk about the job, but this is too fucking delicious. And if your civilian friends don't like this kind of story, you need better friends.
0: <laughs>
1: if you're at church on Sunday, between Sunday school and church, and you're not talking about this, go to another church phoenix cop accused of making porn while on duty have you heard this story i i saw it yesterday yeah it's wild this fucking guy one he looks like a porn star uh-huh have you seen him
0: uh yeah i think i did i think i saw his picture he is not, like not that a- picture but i saw a picture of him
1: yes um oh i'm gonna deep dive the porn after today's show for sure i've got to see the rest but all of his sh- all of the pictures that i've seen on and i'll post these on last call i'll post pictures not the porn but like the pictures of the actual cop he likes taking selfies of himself but he uses a filter he's got one of those like lined out beards i don't like the lined out beards mm-hmm. are you into that I, I mean i tried
0: i can't grow a beard to save my life i tried mm-hmm. it but it just, I mean, it made it look better than the patchy na- nastiness that it is, but okay.
1: that's not, I, that's not I think it's good. like too Guido for me. I think it's like a Guido thing. That I think, might be like why. Juicy, I mean, I'm, I'm like 50% Guido. So, Oh, so you like it. Yeah. 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 It's like a very like either like a uh, Puerto Rican, like Guido-y, like weird thing. And this guy looks like he's actually Puerto Rican, to be honest with you. Um, But he's got one of those like lined out weird beards. And, um, but he uses like one of those face filters. that looks like he has makeup on. Mm-hmm that's, that's creepy to me. I don't like it. I don't like it. But this dude, um, and this, this source right here is from the New York post. A Phoenix police officer is being investigated for allegedly making and distributing pornography while he was on duty and working from home. Officer Christian Goggins, 30 years old, has allegedly been disseminating adult videos, starring himself through a public Twitter page using the handle handle Rico blaze
0: that's his I mean, porn name rico
1: blaze
0: i mean that if you're gonna have a porn name that's a pretty that's a pretty spot-on porn name it's
1: pretty solid. do you have a porn name
0: uh yeah it's ten eight.
1: oh shit. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. yeah check out check out the only fans at the end of the show <laughs> <That's> 10-8. <laughs> 10-8. Oh. 10-8 meets is that like is that like in reference to like an eight inch dong yeah yeah 10 to 8 depending yeah, on how cold it yeah. is outside <laughs> eight when it's soft ten when it's hard exactly um well rico blaze uh let's see rico blaze account has since been switched to a private setting making it impossible so he posted this shit on twitter publicly (laughs) that's how he got caught then he changes it to to private um making it impossible to view its content without the user's permission Goggins writes uh of himself in the page description which is still visible to the general public i create art and my eggplant emoji is the pen Oh my the God. penis mightier dude nice, it happened nice nice the penis mightier the remember penis in like mightier.
0: elementary school when you would be like hey man you want to go to penn island and then they'd like write that on your hand and it would say penis
1: land yeah. Yeah, that's
0: what that yeah. made
1: me think of. Or the uh the, the comedy central, the penis mightier. That is yeah. the penis mightier. Yeah, Your mom's mm-hmm. a whore, Trebek. <laughs> Goggins, originally from Ohio. And you know what? Um, we did that live show with uh, I did a live show with One More and I'm Out of Here podcast. And they had um uh, Lieutenant Colonel scheller from the Marine Corps, the dude that got arrested after speaking out against the uh Afghanistan pullout. As a lieutenant colonel, he got court-martialed and um thrown in the brig. And um You know, he was like, Did you know that Ohio has the highest rate of of military enlistments in in the United States? And I almost said, but it wasn't my show, so I didn't say it, but I almost said, yeah, because it's fucking Ohio. There's (laughs) there's nothing to do in Ohio so much that you're like, I want to join the military. Not only do I want to join the military, but I want to be a fucking marine because I'm already used to the suffering that is Ohio. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? You lived in Ohio for a little bit, I think. No,
0: no, I'm from New Jersey. Uh, oh, but I work with people from Ohio, and all they've got nothing
1: but the worst to say about it. So I'm assuming. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't you that's from. Ohio. I was talking to somebody else. Another. I was interviewing another person for another podcast today. And he, oh, and oh, yeah, yeah Ohio you're just talking Ohio. to other people. I see. How Sorry, yeah, you feel yeah, cheap, cheating on you. Um, <laughs> but uh, so Goggins, he's originally from Ohio. Reportedly, began making porn in 2019, a year before he joined the police force in Phoenix, which we'll talk about that in a second. Um. While he was on home assignment, Goggins had been shuttling between Phoenix and Las Vegas, producing and starring in what have been described as extremely graphic, X-rated videos. I wonder if they're gay films. Uh, I had a buddy of mine who I was in. uh, He went to the Special Operations Combat Medic course. He and I lived together while we were at the John F. Kennedy Special Warfare College together. Uh, We also stayed uh, in the same uh, uh, hotel room. Yes, the same hotel room at Airborne School. Um because we didn't have to stay in the barracks because we were on the SoCal side, so we were allowed to stay in uh, hotels. So he and I shared a hotel room. Um he got shot in the arm, got shot in the bicep in Afghanistan, came home and went straight into gay pornography. He's not gay though. Um he's married uh, he was married at the time. I don't think he's married anymore, but he has got like four kids, I think. But um he told me that he had to do gay shit uh before he could get to regular porn. So
0: Oh, is that like the minor leagues? Like, yeah, like when you get into it, like before. Yeah. Okay. Before you get like the, the prize fighter fight, you got to, you know, right. You got to do a little cockfighting. So
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you have to do a little cockfighting So when you Google his porn name, like the fr- it's still to this day when you Google his name, like the first picture is like him as some dude sitting on his dick while he's jerking him off. It's absolutely heinous. <laughs> um we haven't talked since. And not because I like I've judged him. I think he's just embarrassed and um he, he doesn't reach out to me very much. Because he knows my morals, and my values, and I'm, I'm not for i'm definitely not supportive of that role especially because he has like four fucking kids um the phoenix police department confirmed to the station that goggins is now the subject of an open internal affairs investigation They, they wouldn't go into further detail um damn dude this is where we're at though 2020 we became all accepting and Uh nobody wants to be cops anymore so now we're just taking any joe schmuckatelli off of the fucking street same as the white house the white house has got it's literally like batman it's like the original og batmans it's like all the characters from the og batmans are now in the white house you got transvestites fucking you've got uh dancers that are you know what do they call those dancers now
0: drag queens Uh, oh yeah (laughs) yeah
1: This shit, in the White House, just fucking walking right. up and down the hallways. You know, it's it's mental illness, really. Yeah, I was
0: watching I, one of my favorite shows of all time. I was watching the West Wing, right? And all the White House staffers, right, are like Harvard grads, like whatever. They are supposed to be super intelligent and everything like that. And now you look at what uh, they got going on in the White House. Now I'm like, this is
1: ridiculous. Yeah, we got like Hooters waitresses and shit in there. Yeah, it's insane. Like, like strippers and stuff. Was AOC a stripper? No, I or think she who? was a bartender. Or Just a bartender or waitress? I think so. If she was a stripper, I would definitely want to see the videos or pictures.
0: Yeah. Yeah. AOC gets a pass, I think. Not yeah,
1: like politically, yeah. but at least for like... Right. Like if she did a... If there was a sex tape, I would watch it. Yeah. Still yeah. can't believe I've seen the Hunter Biden sex tapes. That that sounds Same like throw up in your mouth worthy. It's bad, dude. He has bruises on his butt. You oh. have bruises on your butt? I do, no, can't say I do. Personal question there. Sorry. <laughs> um, I don't have bruises on my butt. He has a lot of bruises on his butt in those videos. I wonder if they're from like injections. Or oh, something like that. you're right. Yeah. Because that's a great place to hide.
0: Right. No one's going to be looking at your butt
1: unless someone gets a hold of your laptop and sees your sex tapes on there. Yeah. And you're right because they are these like little tiny circular bruises in each film on his buttocks mm-hmm. very odd to me. He's not an attractive dude either. naked. No,
0: Mm-mm.
1: not an attractive no. guy. Naked, not injective guy in general, but definitely not naked. Um, so here we go, dude. Like we're, 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 we're trading good warrior cops. We don't want warrior ethos. What we want is self selfie taking clout seeking porno stars like Rico blaze. That's right. And you know, intrigued. he's not, he's just the
0: newest in a, in a line of, you know, cops getting in trouble for what they post online and not even like, like, you know, like memes and shit like that. Like there was one, I want to say in Colorado or Utah or some, probably not Utah, but there was a, a female, I think she was a Lieutenant. She got caught making an only fans and she decided to retire. And now she is a full blown porn star doing all that. And like, that's, what she decided that was her take on it. Yeah.
1: And there are people,
0: there are people that I even know who left law enforcement and went, uh, only fans full time. I was was like, it's insane.
1: I know a chick that left the military for only, for only fans full time. Um, I, I know a dance studio owner, dance instructor to little kids who has an only fans that is, Bizarro. I think it's since been deleted. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody shared the password for me and, uh, yeah, it's definitely her. And, uh, I was definitely shocked, but, um, and, and that's just kind of the corruption of the world. That's the way we're going right now. Right. Looking for that easy way. Nobody, nobody wants to have a real job. Nobody wants right. to work. Everybody wants, uh, and everybody wants this clout, man. Like, you know, um, everybody wants that, that world crazy wide, uh, uh Following, they want that TikTok following, and and I've kind of come to terms with that. You know that that's why I do run my children's social media account, which is Tansy Fan. But my kids, they're not running their social media account. But I do truly believe my kids are such great skateboarders and so entertaining that the world should see them. But that's just maybe me as like a thirsty dad that, that wants attention for his kids. I don't know, but it's the way the world's going, man. And it's 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 a weird times that we're in. Do you ever think that you would kind of be in that? realm of maybe like influencer like instagram you know because the the kids of today i'll put it this way when i run into kids at the skate park and or they'll start chatting or something they'll say how many followers do you have on instagram like that is your token into their life right right yeah that's 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 your identity
0: yeah i mean there are when people find out about my account and they see how many um like my like my nieces and nephews they're younger um that that's a big deal to them but when i meet people in the cop world and they see my follower account that it, it don't mean shit which is fine like i don't i don't i don't attach my identity or self-worth to that at all um i just want followers so mo- more people can see my stuff but it's not part of me um but right. it's definitely you're, I, you're right like as um as the younger generation comes up that's all they've ever had is, you know, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat. Like, oh, what's your Snap score or whatever? And um, you're right. That's becoming like more important than the quality of the work you do is like, oh, how popular can you be?
1: What? Is, uh, now, I don't Snappy Chat. I did mm-hmm. Snapchat when it first came out. I tried yep. to get into Snappy Chat. I think I was still a cop at the time. And I used Snapchat because I took a social media course as a law enforcement officer. Basically how to create a fake profile, yep. how to find suspects without getting caught on social media. Um. How You know, this was back when when uh, Snapchat came out with a thing where you could look at hot spots that were being snapped in the city. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. so you could, you know, if you were headed to a shooting, you know, if you were at the station working on a report, you could jump on Snapchat and quickly go and screen record all the screenshots that were th- that were being taken of the scene before the cops get there. You know so you could maybe identify people fleeing the scene or whatever because they often will video and put it on snapchat before the cops get there um so i had it for maybe a few months made a couple of snappies and then i and then that, and then it, i got rid of it and I, and I never went back to it what is snapchat is it is it growing is it a thing
0: i don't i don't know where it's at now i had it a long time probably three or four years ago now as well but it was just my personal thing you know that i had to keep in contact with people, but uh, I I got rid of it. It's just silly. I you know it was just photo messaging, I guess. But I have a I have a book. I have one of Gary V's books, and he talks about Snapchat. I mean, it's a couple years old now, so I don't even know if it still holds true, if that's still like a marketing thing or not. But I mean, as far as I know, all the young kids still have Snapchat. Um, I, I did the same thing. Like I would look at the heat map and like see what was going on in certain areas, and I would see stuff like that when I was a cop. But I don't know if it's still growing. I don't know if it's still popular. I think it is. I know the last time I had it, they had like, there were like news, like channels on it where you could actually see almost like Instagram stories where you could see like, you know, whatever it was and you could click it and go to the news link or whatever. But obviously that got more trendy because people that use Snapchat are not interested in what's on the news. So they changed it to other, other things like that.
1: Yeah. It's, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'll get back into to Snapchat. I, I there's too much. I don't tweet her either. Do you tweet her? Uh, you know, so when, when, uh, Elon bought it, I, I, or when he was
0: starting to buy it, I was like, oh man, I'll, let me, let me check this out. So I, I made a 10 eight Twitter and I just don't keep up with it. Like Instagram is my bread and butter. Uh, I've yeah. tried, I got a Facebook following a little bit, but Twitter just, it's so hard to build. On different social media platforms, so I'm not really interested. Um, I made a few posts that were kind of funny on there, but um, and same thing with TikTok. I thought about doing TikTok, but again, it's just so much work. And I, you know, I work full time. I'm in school. Like, yeah, it's more, it's more work than it's worth. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're they're talking about banning TikTok, and and I'm all for it. Look, dude, yeah. I, I'm so fucking tired. I'm so sick and tired of seeing military professionals, sergeant majors, even knowing that it's Chinese spyware and these these douchebags are on there doing TikTok shit it just it drives me not like i feel like knowing what we know it should be against the the military rules to be on TikTok mhm like it's crazy to me um i do tiktok for my kids but there's no national security threat there um you know unless they're spying on you know future olympian skateboarders uh but um other than that like i tiktok tiktok is not you know, it, I do like how it forces you to make creative content. Um, like you have to kind of be an actor of some sorts mm, to make right. it on TikTok. It's not like Instagram reels where you can just post up reels. Like you've got to interact with the camera. You've got to talk to the camera in order to be kind of successful. You got to be somewhat creative. Right. I, mean, I, I found cool. some really entertaining, um, you know, shorts
0: on that were on TikTok Then they got put on Instagram and I follow some of them and they're hilarious. And I, I really appreciate, Appreciate them, you know. Like, I don't really watch TV all that much anymore. But when someone posts out a, uh, you know, 10 second Insta or TikTok on Instagram, I'm
1: like, oh, that's really funny. And then I'll watch it like fifteen times until I'm not. It's not funny anymore. But like TikTok is like one of those things that you have to dedicate yourself to, like coming up with content. My son likes to do it because, you know, he and I will sit and look at TikToks and we'll try to recreate one on his own. And he's doing a pretty good job at it. He did one last night that was pretty funny. Um. But it's a lot, you know, but that's the way of the future, man. And then, and, you know, um, unfortunately votes or elections are going to be won by Mm -hmm. these social media platforms. Right. And which has already been proven with
0: the whole, all the Twitter files coming out and everything like it's showing that that had an, a major influence on, on the election. And, um, I did a, I was in college a while ago and I did a paper on, we had to do like the different forms of media and how it impacted elections. And we talked, my part of it was uh television and how that made an, a major impact on the Kennedy Nixon election. And now as you go forward, like we also covered in the internet in general, because it was before social media was really what it is today. And, but even then like Barack Obama won because of the internet, like that's what it pushed. So now okay. I, I would love to do that study now with social media and it just keeps getting, you know, different and different. And it's really impacting the public consciousness for sure. It really is. Speaking
1: of social media and social media, especially like with like consciousness and like fake news, yada, 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 like all the things, what's real, what's not. Were you ever familiar with event 201? No. All right. This is real deal. Now I'm actually on the John Hopkins center for security.org page. All right. So if that's, that's your point of reference. The John, um, it's the center for health security.org, which is owned by John Hopkins center for health security. This is event 201. The John Hopkins center for health security in partnership with the world economic forum and the bill and Melinda Gates foundation hosted event 201, a high level pandemic exercise on October 18th, 2019 in New York. The exercise illustrated areas where public slash private partnerships will be necessary during the response to a severe pandemic in order to diminish large scale economic and societal consequences. In recent years, the world has seen a growing number of epidemic events, among uh, amounting to approximately 200 events annually. These events, blah, blah, blah. Um, as they go on, this Event 201, the pandemic that they were practicing for was a COVID based pandemic. Mm. that they war gamed exactly one year before the COVID-19 pandemic took place. (laughs) Pretty crazy, right? Yeah. But we kind of knew that. We kind of knew that. That was kind of out in the media. Well, there's a new event 201 scenario that just started. Same people, same bat time, same bat place. The new event 201 simulates an outbreak of a novel zoonotic coronavirus transmitted from bats to pigs to people that eventually becomes efficiently transmissible from person to person, leading to a severe pandemic. The pathogen and the disease it causes are modeled largely on SARS, but is more transmissible in the community setting by people with mild symptoms. Dun, dun, dun. So people with mild symptoms are the real carriers, right? Mm -hmm. We see kind of like a pattern here. The disease starts in pig farms in Brazil. Quietly and slowly at first, but then it starts to spread more rapidly in healthcare settings. When it starts to spread efficiently from person to person in low income, densely packed neighborhoods of some of the mega cities in South America, the epidemic explodes. It is first exported by air travel to Portugal, the United States and China, and then to many other countries. Although the first, some countries are able to control it, it continues to spread and be reintroduced and eventually no country can maintain control. There is no possible, no possibility of vaccine being available within the first year, but there is a fictional antiviral drug that can help the sick, but not significantly limit the spread of the disease. <gasps> is this another, uh, Ivermectin? Mm -hmm, mm boom, boom, boom. Since the whole human population is susceptible during the initial months of the pandemic, the cumulative number of cases increases exponentially, doubling every week. And then as the cases and deaths accumulate, the economic and societal consequences become increasingly severe. This is the funny part. The scenario ends at 18 month point with 65 million people dying. The pandemic is beginning to slow due to decreasing number of susceptible people and the pandemic will continue at a rate until we achieve an effective vaccine rate of 80 to 90 percent of the global population mm. that uh it is likely to be an epidemic of childhood disease i don't know dude i don't know but what it's saying is that if history tells me correctly we have one year before we have another crazy pandemic coming and we're all going to have to get 18 to 90% vaccine rates achieved to, to get right. it. Jeez. What do you think about I, that? That, that seems like a meme.
0: Yeah. yeah right. You can definitely, I mean, it's like groundhog day almost.
1: Like, doesn't it seem right? Uh, like, don't, I mean like, I'm not, this isn't, this is real. Like I just read you that that's from the John Hopkins center. That's their page. Those were their words. Mm-hmm. Now, They had one of these one year before COVID. If we have this pandemic with one one year, I give it all up. There's no way that that's a coincidence at that point. Yeah,
0: absolutely. No, no, you're absolutely right. And, you know, as one of my favorite uh, takes, which kind of got brushed under the rug talking about the the COVID virus was when Jon Stewart was on Stephen Colbert. And he was pointing out how crazy it was that the coronavirus came from the coronavirus research facility. Blah 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 blah. It's like the writing's on the walls, but people are not. Um, people aren't, you know, caring about it. It's like the col- the collective, the collective consciousness is just so dumb or, or uh, ignorant to the fact of what is actually going on.
1: Yeah, it, it's. It's alarming, you know, and because I cover all these things on the podcast, Balenciaga shit, like we cover mm-hmm. that in two hour detail, which is, you know, to me, probably the most blatant of, of anything that's ever been done by the government. I mean, by, uh, by the, the ruling elite or the, the ultra rich. Like, I mean, that was very, very over, uh, marketing there and mm-hmm. the new pedophilia thing going on in the white house where he's got a, uh, uh, drag queen, type thing, uh coming in to sign a bill about children. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that nice one. To. Mike the cop posted about that. Like, I mean, they're coming after our children. Now we have a pandemic that's coming after our children. Uh that seems a little bit batshit crazy to me. Somebody in the well, chat you know, says I'm um, a I'm a
0: big fan of Dave Grossman. And if you've ever watched his uh,
1: bulletproof mind, or if you're a yeah. it, uh, one of the first Lieutenant it- Colonel Grossman. Yes. Yes. My business partner, uh, who's a, a tier one special operator, uh, in the military. Uh, he's the one I own the distillery with, um, actually served with Colonel Grossman's son. Okay. If you, if you watch, there's a, there's a couple of
0: videos of bulletproof mind on, on, YouTube one's like three hours long and I watched it and the very, like the first hour he talks about how they're going to take a, they, whoever they is, is going to target children to obtain, you know, obtain their objective. And he was talking Mm -hmm. about terrorist attacks and he used, um, uh, the Beslan school shootings, um, from several years ago. But when you take that, I mean, the kids are, Innocent. They're they're an easy target. So whether they're going to do school shootings, which today is um, I don't know, I don't know what year it is, but I think 14 years since Sandy Hook. Um, so if you've whether they're gonna be the target of school shootings, they're gonna be target of you know, bombings or target of pandemics or whatever else, like it makes sense where they're gonna focus on children because no, you know, who people are defending the children, but they're not. The children can't defend themselves.
1: Yeah. So it's like, I I think with this pandemic, you know, going after, you know, a a pandemic that goes after the children, you know, you see how, how people reacted to Uvalde. It's a very passionate subject. So when kids start dying, you know, when the elderly started dying, maybe they think, okay, like we tried this with the, not like, this is just theory, right? Like, let's just say, for example, like, let's just say that these, these theories were real. Right. And they're like, all right, we're going to do this pandemic and we're going to, you know, clean some people off this earth where it's going to affect the old people. But like, nobody gave a shit. Nobody wanted to get this vaccine. A right. lot of people didn't want to get the vaccine. A lot of people didn't want to wear the mask. A lot of people didn't fall for it. They didn't bite on it, so they couldn't gain control. But if we affect the kids, absolutely, now you're a real asshole. Yeah, now you're a real dick. If you don't well, get that's the just vaccine like, and it's affecting children, you're a real piece of shit. Absolutely, just like just
0: like you know Ron DeSantis down here in Florida, where he you know stopped mandating masks in the schools, things like that. Everyone came after him. And it's the same idea, like, oh, how dare you subsect our kids to this? Well, you know, that obviously he was planning the exact opposite. He's trying to save the kids. But you're absolutely right. If you if you have a disease that focuses on kids and people are saying, no, 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 don't vaccinate, you're right. Oh, you, you hate kids? Like, it's right.
1: very easy to well, twist that's, that narrative. That's how I see this played out. We had one pandemic and then they're like, let's do a training exercise before we do this. And then they do it. And then they're like, okay, what did we learn from this? Oh, what we learned is, is people really don't give a fuck if old people die. All right, let's do another one where it involves kids, and let's see how that plays out. Let's practice that real quick, and then we'll launch that one out in 2023 election year. By the mm-hmm. way, um, and we'll uh, we'll roll that one out, and we'll affect kids, and that'll really hit them in the feels. Go ahead and mark this one down in the books, folks. Tantra Dama's prediction. We'll see what happens in 2023, but at the end of the day, still not gonna fucking do it. I still won't do it, dude. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying any of this bullshit. Nope. It's definitely, you know,
0: I, it's weird because I've never been tinfoil hat man, but it's definitely, I straighten it on a little bit tighter every single day and it's, it's, it's bad.
1: Uh, in the chats really quick, I do like to acknowledge our chats because these are paid subscribers on Thursday, on Wednesday show goes live to everyone on, on Thursday. However, on Wednesday, we, we open it up to our paid members. If you want to be a paid member on YouTube, it's easy to do that. You have to get on a laptop or a desktop computer. You can't do it from your phone. And you go ahead and you hit to the, um, you can hit subscribe and then you can, uh, you can hit the button that be- makes you become a paid member. I don't remember what that button's called, but, um, Um, you know, you get to be backstage. I often hang out 30 minutes before the show taking questions, but I also like to acknowledge people in the chats and, and one of the people today is Imperial girl. And she says, um, uh, well, she had made a comment earlier about seeing my child on the Tansy fam account, giving the middle finger constantly is disconcerting. Um, and then she followed up with another post a few minutes later, I'm going to link them both together. But Imperial girl says there is a conspiracy theory out there that the transgender transitioning of kids. Uh, is to remove their biological reproductive parts that will start to decrease the population. That's why I let my my five-year-old give the middle finger in funny context mm-hmm. with his little attitude on videos because I'm raising toxic men while everybody yeah. else is raising absolute ginormous pussies. <laughs> I have to go the opposite direction. That's why yeah. I'm raising a, like a whole army of children. I mean, I've got kids for days and I'm one them you got to be the real toxic team yet? males. You got, make you got a baseball all- team yet? I've I've got like a rugby sevens team. Okay. okay. <laughs> um again, I'm, I'm trying to raise toxic men. Like I want toxic of the most toxic. I want like full fucking man, like elite, like astronomical amount, like Bo Jackson amount. Not Bo Jackson. uh yes. No, not yeah, Bo Jackson. We're... Uh, what's the uh, Bobby no, Barry Bonds? Barry Bonds. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, Bo Jackson was a real deal. Barry Barry Bonds <laughs> level. <laughs> Barry Bonds was the was the, He he probably had a couple, butt uh, bruises, <laughs> yeah. He, he and the uh, Liver King had the same, yes, uh, absolutely same workout, <laughs> same workout. Now, uh, listen, I, I, I've i given you two great meme things. I think you can absolutely meme the, the some kind ones, of yeah. cop making porn. Oh, easily. And I think there's a, a pandemic meme out there some way about like this new event two hundred one. I, I think people are letting it slide, man. Like I think everybody needs to know that there is an event two hundred one taking place right now, and that. One had taken place. Now, whether it was coincidence the last time, if it happens this time, we know that there's no coincidence. Right. We know right. that they're Fool me funny. once, shame on, shame on me or whatever yes. George Bush said. Yeah. No. What was it? What did he say in the office? Oh, he's, he was like, he was like, uh, oh, I can't
0: remember. Fool what does he, he once, say? Like
1: shame. strike one, shame on me. Strike two. You're out. <laughs> something stupid. Um, what do you got? What do you got in the future? You got the ten eight. you got the ten eight memes podcast, right? Um, yes. and then you got your ten eight memes page. A lot of it's focused on dark humor and dealing with all the shit that, that we have to deal with as first responders. Uh, anything else in the books you want to do with me? You, you said you're in New Jersey.
0: No, I'm in Florida now. I'm from oh, you're New in Jersey.
1: Florida. Did yeah. you try to call me?
0: Um, I, I called you at one point. Yeah. And we had, we no- had a talk. Cause-
1: was that do you have a 904
0: number no i have a i have a 908 new jersey number
1: okay that's right
0: okay yeah um, but I, I, I asked you about your 904 i was like hey you're, okay that's you're what it was down yeah. here
1: yeah yeah uh, yeah because i'm from st augustine florida born and raised okay yeah i lived probably half hour south
0: of there for a long time
1: very cool very cool um well then good let's do a meetup because drew breezy who i really want to get you on their show the Com center show mm-hmm. um, i believe they're calling it the Com center Perfect. I'm not exactly sure, but it's failure to stop Com center. I think is what it is. Um don't quote me on that. But I would love for you guys to to we, we could do a meetup down in Florida and you can meet up with Drew Breezy. Um Andrea Uplate and myself. Since you're down in Florida, maybe that's next on the list.
0: Yeah, man. Let me know. I'm uh right now I'm down in South I saw in the chat they're trying to figure out where I'm from. Uh I'm in southwest Florida right now. So, you know, just let me know. And and I have family on the East
1: Coast, so I'm all for it. Uh yeah, that would be a that would be a lot of fun. Um and are do you have a YouTube channel? Uh, I do. I don't have anything
0: on it right now. I have like maybe a few different video clips that I've put together over the years, just like clips of the podcast. So if you look up Ten Eight, I think I have it Ten Eight Entertainment on YouTube. Um,
1: it is there. Just a few few clips. Now I have one more question. I forgot to ask you this one. How bad does it piss you off when somebody else shares your meme and doesn't tag you? Or do you care? That's... Now listen. Here's the thing. If you have over like 10,000 followers on Instagram, allegedly, if you tag somebody, your post gets squashed. Really? Because they don't want people sharing. Because back in the day you you could get like, let's say you and I were besties. You could get 25,000 followers and then you could start tagging me and everything to get me 25,000 followers rather than me just earning 25,000 followers. So to get away from that, anybody that's under 10,000 can tag other people and it doesn't affect them in the analytics. Anybody over 10,000 can't tag anybody because it'll fuck them over. The more you tag, the more your posts get squashed.
0: Wow. I mean, that makes perfect sense. I've been, I've been in dog shit engagement over the past little bit. Um, but as far as like people sharing my memes and like not even giving credit, that's that's a little, that's a little frustrating sometimes, but yeah. I've kind of gotten past that, but the biggest it's weird meme accounts are so they're, they're little babies. Cause they're like, Oh, you, you stole my template, bro. It's on the internet. It's a free image. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, but, right, right. Um, but if I'm inspired or if I literally steal the template from somebody, I always try to give a shout out just cause you know, just,
1: People well, just know you people. should probably shut them out without adding them and tagging them because, um, and, and Mike and Mike did Mike the cop did a, a test where he made a post, um, at the right time, everything was great, didn't tag anybody, ends up getting like 2,000 likes, does the same thing at the right time, the right place, and he tags me in it and he gets 203 likes. Wow. And That's great. I, I I
0: don't doubt that. It's just insane that that even is a thing.
1: Well, the, I then I looked it up. wasn't find, able to find so much research on, it, but I I called a social media manager, and um, they were like, "Oh, you did? Yeah. So in the algorithm, the way they're doing it now, as of twenty, I think it was at twenty twenty two. It might have been twenty twenty one, but uh, I, I maybe it was twenty twenty two. I can't remember now. All my dates get mixed up. But she said, as of whatever twenty twenty, that they were going to stop allowing cross promotion for followers. Mm. and that they wanted it to be harder for people to get followers. They they, they they need to go back to a day where people earn their following. So they weren't just going to those days. Like if you start, if you post something and you get a hundred new followers, they'll squash the post.
0: Yeah. I've noticed that when I have a really good post, I, the next post I make nothing.
1: Cause they don't want
0: so many influencers. They're trying to limit the amount of influencers interesting that's i mean that that's that it's good food for thought because now my now my wheels are turning like
1: no one tagged me in anything ever um and i don't think a lot of people know that i mean you'd have to really like go and call a social media man you'd have to do like all the research that i did but yeah um i'm under that ten thousand mark so i i uh I'll, i fucking usually tag it but I'll, I'll i might write it in the comments you know like hey thanks for the 10 8 memes or whatever but i always do love you guys as memes and um, and, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Uh, where can people find you? So we are on, we,
0: me, I, am on Instagram, uh, underscore memes, all spelled out T E N E I G H T underscore memes. Uh, I am on my Facebook is currently down. I kind of deactivated, had some personal stuff going on. So I deactivated that, but it'll come back. Uh, YouTube's there, Twitter's there. I'm on Truth social, but I really don't post on any of those. But if you are on there and you want to follow me, they're there. But, uh, the Facebook and Instagram are, are the bread and butter. Oh, and then any podcast streaming site is the Ten Eight podcast. Um, we have an episode coming out on Thursday, the 15th with, um, Adam from
1: police posts. And we're going to talk about being good at your job. So. Cool. Cool. Um, as far as our social media goes at failure to stop.com, uh, we have a last call of an Instagram page for just the true last call followers. Um, and helping me manage the last call is dead leg media. So dead leg media uh, has uh, he's been a day one listener, a day one subscriber, a day day one paid member. Um, he's been with us from the beginning. He really reached out um, and showed a huge interest. I mean, a lot of you do. We have the best fans. We have the best Wolfpack fans. But being in his uh, position right now, where he is medically, um, this is really a perfect opportunity for him. Um, because he, he has a hard time in life. I mean, it's hard for him to sleep. It's hard for him to do things. So this is a great way to keep his mind off of things. So it's going to, It's a couple of birds with with one stone, um, which is why we went with Dead Leg Media. So he is going to help me manage the last call, which just means he's going to provide me some content. He's gonna keep up with some of the messages and he and I are gonna collaborate on some more last call stuff to really ramp that up. And that's all part of Failure Stop 2.0 strategy um, that, that really comes into play January 1st to really ramp this show up. So as we get going, we need you desperately to leave a rating and review on iTunes. We got away from doing that. We were charting. We were like number 25 on the iTunes charts. Um, and, and and then we were on the top 200 for months and months and months. And that was because we were asking constantly for ratings and reviews. We were asking you guys to share us. And then we kind of stopped doing that. We got complacent. For failure stop 2.0 in the new year, we're desperately asking you to please share our content comment on our content like our content hit the the subscribe button to our content and if you would leave us a rating and review on itunes we give you all the free content and even paid extra content um that you could possibly want and we really want to grow this thing in the new year and we have a huge strategy um that we're just taking our time making sure everything is is right and so when we launch feather 2.0 come january 1 everything's ready to go we're going to get a lot more involved with the wolf pack a lot more meetup opportunities um, phone call opportunities, all sorts of stuff. So it's it's just gonna be a really great 2023, and we're really really excited about that. Um, ten eight memes. Thank you, thank you for coming on. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. Uh, I look forward to many many more memes. They always absolutely man, no um, problem. I'll uh, I'll I won't tag you, but when I make the when I make the porn star meme, I'll definitely let you know. Yeah, don't tag me, but just let me know, and then I'll share it regardless. I'll see it, and then um, listen. If you're ever in that dark spot again, and you ever think about leaving this world, um, make sure you give me 10 eight memes before you go. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not advocating that you do that, but, <laughs> but I if. don't want to see 10 eight memes disappear. If you disappear, that sucks. I don't know if I can deal with both disappearing. Does that make sense? <laughs> it definitely makes sense. And I'll Nothing keep that personal, but I don't want to see 10 eight memes go away. Never. absolutely I appreciate absolutely. it no we thank you for everything you do seriously for for the mental health crisis for suicide again if you're looking if you're thinking about committing suicide if you're in that dark spot please dial what, what is it 811 now no I think it's 988. 988 988 fuck man 811 is when you're digging um 988 <laughs> 988 or you can literally you could dm ten eight memes you could dm myself uh, Eric Tanzi official dm fair stop dm true breeze dm somebody and and we'll do what we can to help you. But please, please don't take your life. We need you. We want you. Um, as Tom Hanks said in Castaway, you never know what the tide's gonna bring tomorrow. You never know. So mm-hmm. you just gotta wake up and see what the tide brings in. Cause it might just bring in the sail that's gonna get you off that island. Absolutely. But if you kill yourself, You'll miss it. You'll never know. Uh, until next time, guys, guns up, giddy up. Uh, thank you for for another great last call. Check out ghostbed.com forward slash wolfpack and ammo seek.com promo code wolfpack. Until next time, guys, cheers.